Victor and Lois are siblings who were both diagnosed with generalised anxiety disorder. Lois lives and works in London and Hector is a student living in Vienna. In their weekly podcast, Anxiety Calling, they'll be talking about different aspects of living with generalised anxiety disorder and how they get by in day-to-day life. Welcome to episode three of Anxiety Calling. I'm Hector. And I'm Lois. And this week we're going to be talking about anxiety and dating. And just to clarify, we know there are a lot of crossovers between dating and being in a relationship, but we would rather do this in a two-part episode. So we'll start with dating this week and talk about anxiety about around being on dates or anxiety while being on dates and in those early stages of a relationship when the relationship is still undefined. And then next week, we will go more in depth about being in a relationship and having anxiety. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever had a panic attack on a date? Well, actually, um, I had an not a full-on panic attack, I think, because I didn't have my full-on first full-on panic attack until my early 20s. But my first, um, the first anxiety attack that I can really remember was before my very, very first date when I was 15. Um, and I don't really know. It's just, we, we, you know, we'd been texting for a bit. We went to the same school, so I did know him. Um, and he'd asked me, you know, if we wanted to meet and, um, I had gone up to town a bit early and I was sort of hanging around the area and I was in a shop and I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to pass the time a bit. And so I (laughs) was trying on bras in a, in a, in a, um, in a changing room and then he called and for said like, oh what no the bras were not for the date I was just trying on bras in general okay I was 15 I'd only just grown boobs right so um then how old was I then I was 18 you would have been 18 yeah okay. I wasn't uh, going on many dates at that age <laughs> <laughs> well I was oh I start I mean yeah because I, I looked like I was 15 when I was 18 but yeah carry on I mean, that works for some people. I, 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 yeah, I know I started dating when I was 15. Yeah. Um, oh, that was when my first, when I had my first date and then my foot who then subsequently turned into my first boyfriend. Um, but just before the date, I was, you know, in the changing room and he called me to say, Oh, you know, I'm there. Let's meet, um, at the, you know, I can't remember where we were meeting, but you know, he said like where we should meet. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll come. And I hung up. And then it was just like a flash fever. It was so hot suddenly. I was just like, I went completely red. Like my entire body went completely red. I was just like sweating and I couldn't breathe. And my mouth went all dry. And then I had to sit down and just, um, you know, just really gather myself. It took like two minutes or so. Uh, Two minutes. Yeah, I'd say about two minutes or so of just like utter anxious, you know. Um, And then I, but then I calmed down. Went downstairs. We had our date. It was um, and it was fine. And but the good, like, I think, a good thing was I. Like, I have this this thing about dates because I'm very, very anxious about not knowing when to end the date. Mm. I always have, I have a like good, a cut really off good, point. I have a really good uh, tactic for that. <laughs> well, I always just say in in advance. I'm like, okay, ah, oh, yeah, I have time on that day, but I have to, you know, I have to be somewhere by this time. That means that the date will only take a couple of hours. So I know that the date has the yeah, that's the best way to do it. Two hours, I do that. 
Yeah, same. Um, exactly the same. It's like two yeah. hours because I know that for, I want. First of all, I want to leave them wanting more, as it were, um, or I want to save myself from if I don't want more. You know what I mean? So I want to have a good reason to leave. So I'll always have like a cutoff point. Yeah, I do that too. I mean, definitely for a first date. First, first, maybe even second date. I'll set like a time of one to two hours to um, see how it goes. But um, I was on a date. And I arrived and I, you know, it was someone I knew so already. And I sat down <laughs> and suddenly the instant I sat down, I just got a massive panic attack. <laughs> oh my God. And it's like the moment when you sit down and say, hi, you know, how are you? And, you know, you know, and then you, you know. Ah, oh, the greeting part. Oh, no. The greeting part. So having that's, that's, so that's a really difficult part to, to it's yes! a really bad part to have a panic attack because it's not like, so if someone's already gassing on about themselves for you know, <laughs> about you know what they do then that's a that's a better moment to start having a panic because you can just go mm -hmm, yeah <laughs> but and it wasn't i think is i wasn't nervous because of the date mm. because of her at all it was just completely random about because of other things that had been bothering me i think and um sat down and then immediately had this this uh weird um, and like I said, it wasn't because of her that my heart skipped a beat. <laughs> it wasn't her. It was anxiety. <laughs> and um, and then and then and then I also got like I thought I had to had this thing where you know where you think you you can't swallow properly, mm, hate and that. you or or you feel like you you can't for a second it feels like you can't breathe, and so then I started thinking about oh wow can she see this what the weird things that's happening in my face and to my body. And um, anyway, um, that was quite uncomfortable. Luckily, I'd set that date for only one hour, sort of passing through a cafe, as it were. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, it, it did it did it did die down, but it was at first it was a very uncomfortable, uncomfortable moment, to be honest. I think the worst part of a date for me, with regards to just um, my anxiety disorder is the very, very beginning because I get so in my head about how to greet someone. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I doing in this scenario? Is um, Am I supposed to be hugging this person? Am I doing that awkward kiss kiss that's often ends up accidentally on the mouth or am I, what am I doing? Is it one kiss? And what means more one kiss, two kisses? How do I like, how do I greet the person and um, that I really, really get in my head about that. And then things well, you get think about that beforehand. Yeah, all the, like all the whole time. I'm like, I, it's like, oh no, it's sort of like it dawns on me just before I'm about to meet them. Like mm. I'm on my way there. I'm like, oh my God, how am I supposed to greet this person? Like what message does this send? What message does that send? Like how do I greet this person in the perfect way? And how do I, you know what I mean? Or do you not do this? Is this no, just me? I, mean, I don't know. Uh, it's, I, mean, it's, I do, I do think, think about, about it a lot. It. No, I do think about it. Worse than that on a second date i think or <laughs> well, the more dates you go on then i find it harder to decide how to um oh no for example okay you you've gone on maybe two dates and then you you you're on your way you, you're going home and then you say goodbye and then there's then you you have like a kiss and then the next time you meet is like 14 o'clock in a cafe somewhere you're right do you kiss on the mouth do you hug <laughs> you kiss them? on the mouth then and then then, then if they do only hug you, then you think, oh shit! Oh god, you're right, you're right. Actually, yeah, that's actually something I've had before. It's like, like I've actually like weird slept together mm -hmm. 
oh no, we know, you know, we hadn't slept together, but I had spent the night and, you know, we had done other stuff, but we hadn't, we hadn't actually slept together. We hadn't, you know, kissed a lot. And then when we met again, Mm. we just hugged. And I was like, what is that? Are we friends? Is this, what, why did we hug? Was there supposed to be a kiss? Like, you know, that was, Mm. that was like, like when that does happen, like, I don't, and then I don't know if they, if they thought, put as much thought into it as I am right now, or if it just sort of happened or they didn't want to be presumptuous, or if I'm being presumptuous by thinking that maybe this should have been a kiss greeting, Mm. you know? So I do sort of think about, that is something I think about a lot. Um, But one of the reasons why um, it's so important for me to, especially at the beginning to um, have that cutoff point is because I am very um, anxious about my social battery running out. Mm. So um, I think a lot of people who have an anxiety disorder um, who I know have also talked to me about the social battery. And I think this is quite a, a big thing that a lot of people have, which is where you're in a social situation, whether it's a party or a date or um, just meeting with friends and suddenly you you feel really, really drained and it's like, it's like similar to, you know, with a phone when the battery is running low, you you can't really function as well and you have a hard time making conversation um, and you just really want to go home. And when that happens on a date, it's not personal. It doesn't mean you don't like the person. It just means that you really need, um, you know, to recharge and that can often be um, perceived wrong, I think, on a date. I mean, of course, if you're on the date situation, then suddenly you're very quiet and you don't really react to the things people say or maybe you kind of find it hard to actually understand what they're saying um, yes because you're sort of zoning out all the time can't send the wrong messages definitely and um i think but another thing is um people you don't know obviously it's very difficult so if you're meeting for the first second third maybe fourth fifth even time i mean sometimes it takes a really long time before i tell anybody that i'm i have this sometimes Mm. That is quite difficult, um, the, the thing of not being able to, I mean, you know what's going on, but you you feel you don't feel comfortable telling someone. You probably don't look nearly as weird as you think you do. Mm. And chances are they'll be nervous anyway as well, the other yeah. person. For all you know, they might have an anxiety disorder as well. <laughs> but, um, exactly. But, um, but yeah, that is a difficult one. When you do, like you said, when if your social battery runs out, then, uh, but that's why I think probably we're not the only people who do this. But um, I set a time frame of, of up one to two hours of the first, the beginning ones. Mm. I think, yeah, I am also honestly quite a big fan of of day dates in, in the first sort of phase because then it's easier to be like, okay, well, I have plans this evening, so like there's a cutoff point. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that makes it easier. So that's sort of how I navigate that a bit. Um, I have had some fails, though, where it didn't really work out as planned. Um, kind of fails. What? What kind of fails? Kind of fails. Well, I have two. I have one. So there was one time where I'm sh- convinced that because of um, because of my anxiety disorder and how I was behaving, it led to me never hearing from this person again. <laughs> <laughs> And also a time where I had a whole plan in place, but um, th- everything fell apart, and then it was just it was just incredibly awkward. Mm. Um, so sometimes there's a date, and one person had a terrible time, and the other person 
had a great time and how can people's perceptions be so different from the same on the same date well this is something i worry about so i worry about the fact because that of course there everyone's had dates where they had a terrible time the other person had a good time but i wonder to myself have i been on dates with people and this is something i worry about <laughs> have you been on dates with people and they had a terrible horrible time <laughs> Well, I know for, I mean, I'm pretty, like I said, I'm pretty sure that that did happen because there, I mean, I have had a date where I was just like, I feel like I'm the person had a horrible time and I feel, and I, and yeah, I know that you have a nice time. And did you not notice they had a horrible time? Um, That's what I mean. You know, I think I was, I wasn't, it wasn't, it was, I didn't have the best time either, which was also because of, like I said, I, it was a bad anxiety day. And so I wasn't really having a good time from the get go. And I think that he really felt it, but that he didn't, and I didn't know this either because I, I knew it had nothing to do with him. I knew that it, he wasn't the problem, but I think that he perceived it as me just not being into him at all, which wasn't true because I actually was into him. But um, because of the state I was in that day, I really wasn't able to, you know, have a good time or, or have a have a nice date. Mm. And so it just wound up being quite awkward. And I think that, and I would have, liked I would have liked to have had another date and maybe had a had a better time but um it just never happened like I said I never heard from him again <laughs> mm. so I, that has happened but like, like I said I, I could tell it wasn't going great you know I think another a big problem on that particular date was um so something that I heard fairly recently which I didn't realize was a symptom of, of people with anxiety but I absolutely have this is um, the tendency to sigh quite a lot mm. because um, well, you know because you feel this, like you can't breathe properly. Yeah, you feel like you can't breathe, and there's also like often this tightness in your chest, and like yeah. a good way of sort of trying to release that tension is to take a deep breath in and kind of whoo exhale. Mm. And I do that a lot without even noticing it, and that it has been perceived by people as rude um, or basically is like as um as me being in a bad mood or me being bored or me being um annoyed and that is not the, the case at all it's sort of me more like just trying to calm myself down again i do that quite a lot and um on this what about, date what about going to the what about using the bathroom frequently oh you know you know me i pee all the time it is a symptom of anxiety to have to use the bathroom more often yes it is and i actually only recently um learned about that too to be honest no, it, is. it is that's a bad one too going to the bathroom every five minutes especially if you're having some drinks like if you meet for drinks which is you know can be good um but then i will like have to go to the loo about 15 times and mm. it gets embarrassing after a while and also then inevitably they always comment on it it's always like oh you're going again and i'm like are you keeping well, count you creep first. <laughs> how do they say do they say more like you're going again or it's more like again like it's, a, no it's more like jokingly like oh what again ha 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 how funny that you need to pee all the time mm. you know it's 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 it makes that is something i do get very anxious about is having to and there's having to explain that to someone like yes by the way just so you know i pee a lot <laughs> Okay. Oh, it's so awkward. Anyway, on this date, for one thing, I did pee a lot because we did have some drinks, but also I mean, we went... bad one. 
This the was the bad went, one went where down. it didn't. Oh, yeah, it wasn't. It just wasn't ideal. It was a shame because he was. I, I did actually like him. He was quite. I don't know. He was. He was quite. He was pretty cool actually. But I just, mm. you know. Oh, I, anyway, um, we had. We were supposed to be going to see a play, but the play was cancelled, and so we wound up in the cinema, and you know, as we talked about before, sitting in the middle. Yeah. is hard and I didn't want to show him how neurotic I can be so I was kind of like oh yeah easy going we can sit in the middle fine with me and then I was in the middle of this thing surrounded by people munching on popcorn and then and then there were like people behind us who were like and they were talking through the whole thing and they were being really obnoxious and so the whole time I oh was God, like I just, yeah just now that you're saying this I'm just remembering about a hundred times where I had <laughs> horrible anxiety on date situations where I was forced to do things like like okay so summer date you know mm-hmm. you're along the street and you're feeling okay and then suddenly um because ice cream is something that one eats on dates because it's not smelly <laughs> it's kind of sexy in a way <laughs> you know <laughs> unless wait a minute let me think of unsexy ice cream types mm. um Okay, well, if there's too much and you're like licking and it's go- running down and getting all over your hands, like I don't personally yeah. find that sexy, especially because I like chocolate <laughs> and then chocolate can, tends to smell weird and also yeah, dribble everywhere weird. as well. Okay, anyway, getting back to um, what I was trying to say. Um, so we were on a date and and so the yes, the ice cream parlor was inevitably coming closer and she said she'd really like an ice cream. I said, yeah, okay, fine. And um we get round the corner and then we see, because it's summer, that the queue to the ice cream oh, parlor is about 30 meters, I think. Really long. It was very, very long. And this ice cream parlor is famous for having people working there who just, I don't know what the business idea is, but they don't, they, I just think like ages for each bowl of ice cream. Maybe it just feels like that to me because I've, you know, frequently had to wait in this queue. And yeah, anyway, cues, for those who don't know, but for those with anxiety will know that cues can be one of the worst possible things um, that give you horrible anxiety or even panic is just waiting in a queue. Mm -hmm. So we go into the queue for this ice cream. And um, then, of course, eventually when I was, when my anxiety kicked in, I sort of got a bit silent and didn't really know what to say anymore. And I mean, luckily she was talking a lot, so it was okay. But I think she noticed that I was... um, I was feeling a bit off mm. and um but yeah I mean eventually the queue did end and then we we continued and um but yeah there are many things like that which um which are normal and fun to other people which then in you know in a situation where you don't know the person it gets quite quite difficult and I mean of course you want to go on dates anyway but you, you know, how do you explain from the beginning that you you don't want to go to queues you don't want to sit in the middle of the cinema <laughs> Um, you don't like eating in front of people. You're going to pee about twenty times during the date. Yeah. So um, um, I think beginning. Like, oh, and you're going to sigh a lot. You're going to sigh a lot. Because as we commented on after the film, he asked me like, "Oh, you know, I noticed you sighing a lot. Did you hate mm. the film?" Mm. I didn't really like the film much, to be fair. But um, but that wasn't why I was sighing. So that was that was really, and I just didn't know what to say because I didn't know that was a symptom of anxiety. I was just like, really. I was I didn't notice, you know, and that was also awkward. Oh, yeah. No, I mean these there I think there are lots of um obstacles. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say obstacles because lots it's obstacles when dating if you have an anxiety disorder, especially if you don't 
know the people so well yet. And especially at the beginning, like I think um, in the first three months of relationship, it's sort of... Um, Wait, relationship uh, or dating? I mean, after deciding that you're in a relationship? Well, yeah, I mean, dating is like part of the relate i mean i would for me kind of dating is the way i would define it because like because I, I told i told my partner like, oh we're going to be talking about dating next week on the podcast and he was like oh so are you going to be talking about me and i was like we're not dating we live together we share a bank account like we're not dating i would hardly call this dating mm. and he was confused by this because um he would consider this um dating i mean if if, if the dating does blossom into a relationship then of course the dating is part of that specific exactly relationship, it's like the beginning for me but, at least it's the beginning yeah and so at the beginning of a over relationship or a potential relationship you kind of want to show you know your best sides and um mm. so yes, that's what the obstacle where the obstacles come in is if you want to show the, the you know the best side if you want to be fun you want to be spontaneous but then you have a panic attack while waiting in queue to get ice cream you know yeah i mean this is maybe someone you have a crush on or you, you like already you think you like. I mean, it's not like every date you go on is someone where you don't know at all whether you might like them or there can be someone you actually, you know, have been um, admiring for a while or, or at least at least you do have a, there's certainly a strong level of attraction and you don't want to show them what a neurotic mess you are on the very first, very first date or at least what you think yourself of as a neurotic of being a neurotic mess um, yeah like you it's because i think yeah again it's sort of i don't know there is a big fear i think although that it shouldn't it shouldn't be the case you should be able to openly say hi you know i'm lois and i have an anxiety disorder and sometimes depression as well or i have depression so but like i have anxiety all the time with little you know little spells of depression here and there and you know i'm in therapy and i don't know stuff like that it's sort of there shouldn't be any shame around it because everyone has their own baggage oh, I mean, you know? there, there shouldn't be any shame about it but but um, there is and there is because there, there is, is you know a huge shame. stigma around it there is that is one side that is the one side of it but i think i mean probably lots of people would be understanding but it's just it is a heavy topic in general um not because um how should i say you know when you're when you're going on dates it's sort of more the light-hearted stuff one one wants yeah. to talk about it's supposed or, to be fun you it's know? supposed to be fun and um <laughs> i mean I, I think there probably are you know lots of people at least the people that i would go out with would be okay with me saying that um saying that to them but it's also something i actually don't want to talk about um all the time or at the beginning you know i mean the nice thing about going out with people that you like and are nice and are fun is that you don't actually if it goes well you don't think about this stuff anymore yeah it's the thing when you from my experience when i was you know when I've had a you know big crush on someone and we were seeing each other, then I was able to be quite spontaneous actually mm -hmm. and enjoy doing things that I would normally really worry about. And but I could I was able to because I think the the um the desire to spend time with the person outweighed my anxiety over something often. Mm -hmm. um and that's you know it's a nice that, that is always a nice feeling um when 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 you have that yeah it doesn't always happen obviously it's just it's just a thing like you'll you could go on 10 dates and only one person makes you feel that way you know um i think oh here's a big one actually i wanted to ask you because um for me i have a tendency to 
never assume somebody is interested in me in that way. And so if somebody wants to meet, my first impression is often not that it's a date. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm actually not or it's sort of like it's both it's, it sort of goes both ways of like I think something isn't a date, somebody and the other person thinks it is a date, or I think something isn't a date and they think it is, or I'm not sure because I I'm I don't know, I'm I'm very cautious about um assuming how someone feels about me. So yeah. it doesn't often it doesn't like matter how you know, how much they contact me or how much they want to see me or how how many times we meet um, or how much spi- time we're spending together. I'll often be like, oh, but they just, they just want to be friends. It's like, they don't really want, they don't want to date me um, or they don't want to be in a, anything serious with me. They're just, it's just, you know, friendship or whatever. Um, and I, I have a hard time with that. And I don't really know, I don't really know why, but I am very bad at sort of reading whether or not someone's interested in me in a romantic way or not and so something like how do you do you always know you're on a date um nowadays i think i do i think um i think that changed a lot in the last three years i think i mean now i'm 30 and i think when i was in my mid-20s i was or up until up until the late 20s i was usually unsure about what kind of setup this is. Mm. I don't, I mean, I don't, I mean, I know what you mean, though. For me, it's more like, um, I think part of, of being of being anxious is that you, you find it hard to imagine that they would be as into you as they, as you are into them. So if I am really into someone, then of course if I'm not into someone, then it doesn't bother me, of course. And if I am really into someone, then I get much more um neurotic and self-conscious about the whole constellation and and mm. and then I do think a lot about what I said before, what I did say on the date or how I behave, what I will wear, where we will go. I mean going choosing a place to go is is like also very I have to feel comfortable in the place. And um I mean if someone takes me to a place where I feel really uncomfortable <laughs> then then that can make it also difficult yeah again or like meeting someone somewhere where you've never been before you know mm-hmm. that can be yeah I don't like that. or like because also I have the tendency to get lost so that's something I get really really anxious about is um will I be able to find them and not wander around for ages looking for them and then they think I'm late even though I'm not I just can't find them and then I have to call them and ask them to direct me to where they are and it's, mm. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like I said, if I'm really into someone, then it can be quite agonizing beforehand. If it's and the first after. Date and after. Um, and it'd be things like, I mean, this sounds really, really vain and stupid, but it is just, I want to be, I want it to be good. It's, it's, if things would happen, like I, I don't know, my hair looked really stupid. So I washed it again. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, same. Everything same. all over again, changed my clothes three times, four times. Oh even. yeah, for sure. Then, leave the house and suddenly realize when I'm walking past a car that I look ridiculous because I see the reflection. That's a, a, yeah, again, like something I think about because, okay, from my perspective as, um, as a woman, I don't really normally get very dressed up and I'm kind of, I, in the back of my head, this terrible thing that's been ingrained in me of like, how do I dress? Because what, as what I'm wearing, suggesting to someone, Mm -hmm. 
And that is something that I just, you know, I, I, that I hate something you're anxious about. Yeah. It's sort of, I mean, you're kind of trained to be anxious about that as well by society of like, well, you know, was my, were my clothes too, you know, suggestive or was my skirt too short? Was, um, you know, because you're worried what they'll think about you or they're worried or you're, or, or, or. It's, it's everything. It's worried about what they're going to think about me. Um, but more so actually it's like, well, at the end of the day, I know this is going to get really dark, but going on a date as a woman, you kind of always, especially if you don't know the person very well, mm. you kind of need to have your wits about you. Yeah. And so there is just always the possibility, like the, the thing is like the worst case scenario on a date as a woman is you'll wind up getting murdered. So that is the worst case scenario of a date, definitely. Yes. And so, and again, like there is just, there is like that classic thing of like, okay, well, this person, um, you know, sexually assaulted me or um, behaved really inappropriately towards me and I was uncomfortable. Mm. And then there's the question, well, what were you wearing, you know? And how did you present yourself? And you were obviously like... You, you asked in... yourself this question or other people asked? No, other question? people asked that question, other not people. me. Because yeah. like, I I don't worry about what someone's going to think of me when it comes to what I wear. I wear whatever I want. And if they think... Um, if they, you know, think that says something about my personality, then, you know, I really, that's really on them. So mm. I wouldn't want to date someone who thinks, I don't know, I wouldn't want to date somebody who would call any woman a slut, for instance. So if they're like, oh, you were dressed slutty, like, mm. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. And um, no, I mean, of course, in an ideal world, you should be able to wear whatever you want without it being exactly. Labeled, but you know, but in, in a sense that is that. sort of there is so often this this um, victim blaming that goes on. Mm. And so I kind of think about what I wear, if it's a date situation, very, very much, because then it's kind of like, okay, I want to feel comfortable. Mm. Um, but then it's also like, I don't know how much, you know, how much makeup do I wear? Um, and it's like, at the end of the day, it should be, you should do whatever you want to do. You should wear as much makeup as you want to wear. You should wear whatever clothes you feel comfortable in. But it's sort of like all these voices in my head that have been ingrained in me as well. I think you know, obviously. I mean, this is when this is actually. A, I mean, this is an unfortunate um, part of of our society, which hopefully will improve in the future. I mean, I, th- I think there have been some improvements due to due to awareness, which has been made on this on this topic, um, which is very important. But um, of course, if you are an anxious person then these thoughts will also cross your mind. And unfortunately, sometimes they will actually be confirmed and accurate. And this will, you know, cause trauma or even, um, you know, change your behavior and, and, um, and, and also expect it up to a point. Um, one thing that I was thinking, uh, yeah, because on the, the whole thing of like clothes and stuff, something that I've so often, an, an accusation I've heard so often against women is that they that they somehow are lying with About their what? appearance mm-hmm. you know but with because of wearing a push-up bra and then their breasts aren't as big as you thought they were because she was wearing a push-up bra or um so she's you wearing have, makeup said this kind of stuff what you met people who've said this kind of stuff yeah i've i have yeah i've i mean idiots who i would obviously never go on a date with but he's like 
things that I've heard, accusations that I've heard thrown around. And also you see on social media all the time of like, oh, well, this is why I have trust issues is because this is what this girl looks like with makeup and this is what she looks like without makeup, you know? People say they have trust issues because of that? Yes. Have you not seen the memes? They're just, I hate them. I hate these sexist memes where it's just, and it's it's also, it's so... I don't know. It's, I feel. I feel like it's these these accusations of like, oh, women are lying about their appearance, mm. and and then they do this on dates, and they they trick you into falling in love with them because this is how they look, and um and then it turns out that they don't look like that, and that's like, and somehow that that's somehow dishonest of women, and I that makes me really really angry because, and it also it's, it has it has influenced me over the years. I have realized in retrospect is that I was always really cautious, especially at the beginning um, when I was going on dates with someone to have only very light makeup, if any makeup, um, and to, um, you know, not, I don't know, like wear a bra that might make people think that my breasts are bigger than they are because I was so scared of being accused of, I don't know, of lying or, or of, I don't know, of, I don't know what I was scared of exactly, but also I think scared of, of somebody seeing me without makeup and then rejecting me, mm-hmm. you know, which is terrible. Like you should, it's really like, if the reason you're dating someone is because how they look, then you really shouldn't be dating them. And it's not even that I have a problem with it. If anyone wants, if someone wants to wear makeup, that's absolutely fine with me. If someone wants to wear, you know, high heels because they well, like how it feels. Everyone should be able to wear whatever they want without being exactly. But put it shouldn't into a be particular into particular box or, or or expectations or exactly. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be something that's taken for granted. I think if mm. somebody you know enjoys that, I think that's awesome and um but it's not something that should be expected of you and it's also i i find it very it does it does really scare me i guess when when it's then used as a weapon against you mm-hmm. to make you seem like you're dishonest and i have heard that i mean like i said like the memes are out there like you i have seen things that i found very disturbing and also people have said that of like oh well, you know women just lie about how they look anyway um, and, you know, push-up bras are just a scam because they just trick men into thinking your boobs are bigger. And I was I was utterly flabbergasted at what, you know, people say. And um, it has, like I said, I'm, unfortunately, I have to admit that it has in the past influenced um, how I chose to dress, um, how I chose to present myself because of this fear of being... Um, accused of something mm-hmm. and that's terrible because and, and again like if i if, if i if i was seeing someone and it turned out that they were the kind of they saw me without makeup and then they would mean to me and said i'd lie to them like obviously i shouldn't be seeing this person no. but i felt for a long time that's definitely it's you know it's changed over the years when i've as i've grown up and and questioned these things that i just you know that were just like that I, you know, grew up around like women's magazines with all these messages in them targeting, you know, me and sort of brainwashing me into thinking I have to do certain things to be attractive. Um, It has, it did definitely influence me a lot when I was younger. um, And also um, it made me feel like I had this responsibility towards 
everyone really mm. to dress up in a certain way or wear makeup um and it sh- you know it shouldn't be that way but it definitely did influence me and that is something i when uh, when it's sort of an early early stages dates with somebody who i don't really know that well who hasn't necessarily seen me very often um then i will like have to think a lot about what what i wear you know and how i'm going to present myself again with a certain amount of like okay well you know do i have to protect myself from this person as well you know one thing i was thinking about in this context is that i think a good deal of anxiety not only for people with generalized anxiety disorders but anybody in a in a dating situation um expectations that are placed on us by by society by our peers our background and i mean of course that is society but on um what's going on around us expectations that are put on one do cause a lot of anxiety and um of course we're talking about um our perspective right now but there are so many more perspectives and um uh, identifications whether it's identification in sexuality or gender and i think or i don't i i for my part know that i don't identify 100% with a particular picture that is expected of me and um i think this condition that 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 we are still in where the it's i mean i think it is getting more flexible and it's opening up a bit but i mean like you said when you don't know people particularly well obviously you don't want to date someone who would who would be judgmental about about your appearance mm. or your sexuality or your gender identification um but you obviously you don't know from the beginning and because society has this influence on us um people do think about it, of course and this does cause anxiety because basically it's about not fitting an, an expectation or not fitting in in a particular way so let's um just speculate and hope for a future of more gender fluidity or gender non-relevance maybe even that would, um, yeah that's that would be ideal yeah i, I mean for, i think that would it would take a lot of it would take a lot of pressure off everyone yes i mean yeah like we were saying before i mean i probably i mean of course some of the things we're talking about are not unique to people with anxiety disorders but um i think if you do have a an anxiety disorder then generally of course things that make you anxious um that make everyone anxious will make you more anxious disclaimer objection your honor my clients are not nor did they ever say they were mental health professionals any advice or information given in their podcast is therefore based solely on their personal experiences and is intended to raise awareness and open the stigma of mental illness i rest my case thank you for listening this message was brought to you by jib the disclaimer dude I think what it comes down to um in the early stages of a relationship or on first second third dates um is really the expectations of the other person especially if you don't know them very well you don't necessarily know you know what their expectations of you are like you know how you're going to behave which you know as somebody with an anxiety sort of can be quite daunting because you don't know how you're going to behave you know sometimes you have no idea if you're going to be you know in good form or if you're going to be you know difficult to talk to yeah. you. I mean definitely I think it, it does have to do with expectations they might have that causes anxiety 
on topic, but I think also the expectations one thinks they might have can actually also be expectations you have about yourself mm. and how you want to present yourself, how you want to be, expectations you have of, of, of what's going on. So yeah, I mean, you're right. I think expectations on your side and, and on their side is probably the biggest cause for anxiety in, in a dating situation. Which, you know, is obviously true for, I would assume, I mean, I'm assuming everyone has these anxieties around dates, you know, expectations, you know, cause anxiety in everyone. Um, I think one of the differences is that if you have an anxiety disorder, you have that tendency to catastrophize and overthink things. So you do spend quite a bit of time um, catastrophizing their expectations and your expectations. Definitely. I think that about sums it up for today. Um, Next week, we'll be talking about anxiety disorder in the context of relationships. So the dating scenario we were talking about today will blossom into a into a relationship if you like to make sure to tune in next week thank you so much for listening please recommend us to your friends family pets neighbors anyone you think might benefit from listening to our podcast we'd be very grateful if you recommend us also don't forget to give us a follow on instagram spotify apple podcasts anchor and many other podcast platforms 